Shalom to all. Today's office of Amosav Kofiud Beis. We are starting the top line, the fourth word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sara, Basav Yaakov Meisha, Herna Shama Shadav and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Freidechai Beila, Basav Yitzchak Tzvi, Herna Shama Shadav and Aliyah. Now we had said in the Mishnah that if within 30 days of Yibum, she claims that he hasn't yet lived with her, we force him to do Chalitza. The Gemara asks, Instead of forcing him to do Chalitza, why don't we force him to do Yibum? So Amaravi answers, Her get is coming from her hands, which means she has a get. He claims they did have Bia, therefore this is a full fledged get and she needs nothing else. She claims that Bia never happened, therefore this get would be nothing. Therefore we tell him you have to do Chalitza along with this get that she has, but obviously we can't do Yibam. The Gemara has Mesa, we have a steer. The Brassa tells us, if within 30 days of Yibam, the Yibam says, he was never bail me. Whether he agrees or disagrees with her, was bail her, I wasn't bail her. We force him to do Chalitza. But if it's after 30 days of taking her in Yibam, we ask him, please do Chalitza. Let's say it's after 30 days. If she says he was not by all me, he says I was by all get, Then he would have to give her a get. Let's say he says I was by all you. She says no, you weren't. Even if now he retracts and he says, you know what, I was not by all her. She still needs get in chalitza. So we see from the Sefer the Brasa where it says that she needs a get. It must be we're talking about a case where she did not get a get. So why in the ratio do we say that we force him to do chalitza? If we're talking about where she doesn't have a get, then so we should say we force him either to do chalitza or yibam. Why dafka are we forcing him to do chalitza? So he answers tzri chalitza im gita. We're actually talking about a case where she does have a get and she would need chalitza with that get. So what's the brasa telling us? The chiddush over here is referring to a situation where after thirty days she claimed that there wasn't bia. He says there was, and then he later admits that there wasn't. And even though he admitted that there wasn't bia, we still don't force him to do chalitza because since this is after thirty days, we go with his original statement that he was bail her. And the only reason chalitza might be necessary here is because she was shavinaf shechatech disura. She made herself us over here, but again. And the Kiddush is that we don't force him to Chalitza, we only ask him to Chalitza. Now, Rav Ashiyamr, he tells us that we're talking about two separate cases. Hasam get Over there, what Rav was talking about was that she received a get for her Zika, meaning he tried to sever the Zika between him and her by giving her a get. We know that's not good enough, we also need a Chalitza. Hacha get Over here, we're talking about a get for a Bia. If a Bia indeed did take place, so then we would also need a get for that. So, according to Rav Ashi, we're talking about two separate cases. And Anushnei Madim, there were two people that agreed with each other, there was no Bia. To also look at Rava, they came to Rava. Armelhu Rava, Rava told them, Tigra, do chalitza to her, and then just let her go. She'll be free just with the chalitza. She doesn't need anything else. Armelir of Shravi, the Rava of Shravi asked Rava, but Tanya, you have a breast, it's Rika get chalitza, that she needs a get and chalitza. So Armelir, he told him, Tanya, Tanya, if you have a breast, so you have a breast, so she would need get and chalitza. Now, Bamine, Hain, Bred of Nachman, Major of Nachman, Hain, the son of Nachman, asked of Nachman, Sarasamahu, what about the Tsara? We have this case where a man died, he left over two wives, the Yavam took one of the wives to his house, and then she comes out and she says, he was never by me. What about the Tsara? Is it Tsara Usher to get married? So Amrlay, Rav Nachman responded, Just because we're going to force him to do chalitza, that's if it's within 30 days, or we're going to ask him to do chalitza, that's if it's after 30 days, we're going to ask her the tzara. The only reason why we have a discussion of chalitza over here in the first place is because she was She made herself usher by saying, Oh, he was never by me. But that statement of hers isn't strong enough to impact her tzara and say that her tzara is usher. For all intents and purposes, when it comes to her tzara, her tzara is able to look at her as if she did have bia, and therefore the tzara is allowed to get married. Regardless of whether or not she's going to be getting chalitza right now. And the Mishnah said on Nedar's Hanau, we were talking about different cases about a woman who made a nether, she's not going to have enough from someone. So I think more tells us tonight, also we have Mishnah over there. By Shaina, originally, they used to say, the following three women, they would leave their marriages, but they would also get a ksuba. If she tells her husband, who's a kain, I'm coming to you, someone violated.
violated me. And we know that if the wife of a kain was violated, so she's ushered her husband now. Also, Hashemayim ben Yilbeincha, if she says, Shemayim is in between me and you, she's saying, only Hashem can know that you don't have relations with me. Or if she says, Netula Nimen HaYehudim, I'm removing myself from Yehudim. By saying that, she's ushering Tashmish with all men on herself, and the reason why she must be doing this is because she finds Tashmish very painful. Now, in all these cases, she would still get her Ksuba, because it's due to circumstances beyond her control. She was either Nenas, or it's her husband's fault that they're not Mishamish, or Tashmish is painful for her. But then Chazru Lamer, they retracted this, and they said, They don't want a woman looking at another man, deciding she likes him, and then she's going to mess up her husband by going to her husband and making up one of these stories. She's going to get her Ksuba, now she's going to marry that other person. If she tells her husband, I'm talking to you, I was violated. She has to bring a Raya. If she says, The only Shemayim is between me and you, that you're not Mishamish with me, So then they, the Bezdin, is going to request of the husband to treat her nicely and be Mishamish with her. And if she says, Then I'm removed from Yehudim, meaning she's asking Tashmish onto herself from all Yidin. So in Yafar Chalka, he could be made for, he could take away his Chalak of that Neder, meaning she asks her Tashmish on herself from everyone, so he could be made for his Chalak, that he's allowed to have Tashmish with her, and then he's Mishamish with her. And But she's still asked her to have Tashmish with anyone else. So therefore, if he dies or divorces her, so she's not allowed to marry anyone else. So now the Gemara says on this last party, What about when she makes his Neder? What about to the Yavam? Is she also to the Yavam? Mi Moscow died to demise Bail of Nafakame Yavam when she made that nether. Did she have in mind that her husband might end up dying and she might end up falling to the Yavam? And that means that she would be also to the Yavam as well? Ailaya, perhaps she never had that in mind. And then when her husband dies, her nether is not on the Yavam and she's allowed to marry the Yavam. So Rafam Rav says Yavam ain't a kabal, the Yavam is not like the husband. Hushmulam or he says Yavam Ireu Kabal, the Yavam is like the husband. Now Rabbi he tells us Kabas Rav Mistabas logical say like Rav Tinan we have a Meshtana. There's Hanami Yavam Bachai Bailo. A woman made a nether, she's not gonna have Hanaf from her Yavam, meaning from her brother in law, and she made this nether when her husband was alive. We force him to chalitza, meaning once a husband dies, we force the Yavam to chalitza. That's because she's not allowed to have enough from him. Now, if you're going to say that we go like Shmuel, that she had her Yavam in mind when she made that nether, then we should say that we ask him to do chalitza, not that we force him to chalitza. Why is that? Because as we've learned, a woman's not to make a nether if she intends to prevent Yibam with it. And if you're going to tell me that she had in mind that she dafka wanted to answer herself to her Yavam, so then we're not going to force him to do chalitza because she can't really answer herself on him. We'll ask him to do chalitza. Obviously, she does want to marry him, but we're not going to force him to do chalitza. From the fact that we say that we force him to do chalitza, it must be that she doesn't have in mind when she makes that nether. The Gemara says, no, that's not a raya. We're talking about a woman that has children. That she doesn't have in mind that she's going to ever end up marrying her yavam. The only way that'd be possible is if all her children die in her lifetime and then her husband dies, then she'd be chayv and yibam. But that's so far off, she doesn't think about that. The Gemara says, hold on one second. According to that logic, if she didn't have any children, then what would the halacha be? The mavakshin. And implies that she does have in mind, and then we would ask him to do chalitza, but we wouldn't force him to do chalitza. The Gemara says, well, if that's so, Adetani, instead of teaching in the continuation of this Mishnah, that if she had kavana for this, meaning she had kavana dafka to ask herself onto her yavam, even though she did this when her husband was still alive, we're only going to ask him to do chalitza to her, and we're not going to force him. Lift like listening to We should make a differentiation within this case itself. We should have said, when is this said, when she has children, if she doesn't have children, so we're going to ask him to do chalitza. And we didn't say that. We know we learn from here. It doesn't make difference if she has children or if she doesn't have children. We're going to force him to do chalitza. Karav, just like Rav. We see from here that we're going like Rav and not like Shmuel. We should be able to finish the entire Masechah together. And of course, 
all of Shas together. Now, before we embark on this quite lengthy Mishnah, which we had a number of daf ago, we had brought up many of these cases in order to prove a point we had in the Gemara. Let's remember the differences between a pikeach, a cheresh, and a shaita. A pikeach or pikachas is a man or a woman that is a bardas. They're normal, they're sane, completely mentally competent. A cheresh or chereshes, a deaf mute, is considered not to be a bardas, but could get married midrabanon, and a shaita is 100% not a bardas, not mentally competent in any way at all, and cannot get married. So Mishnah tells us, cheresh and pikachas, a cheresh that married a pikachas, or pikach shenas a chereshes, or pikach that married a chereshes. In if he wants to divorce her, he can divorce her. For if he wants, he can stay married to her. The same way he was able to marry her with different hands and with different hand gestures because he can't talk or because she can't talk. So that's the same way he's able to divorce her. The whole thing's drabanan, the marriage and the divorce. So everything's okay. Now let's say two regular people got married, and then she became a chereshes. If he wants to divorce her, he can divorce her. If not, he could keep her. But if he became a shaita, he can't divorce her. If he became a cheresh or he became a shaita, he's never allowed to divorce her. Now, Rabbi he asks on this, Why is it that a woman who becomes a cheresh can be divorced, but a man who becomes a cheresh cannot divorce his wife? So they answered him, A man divorcing is different than a woman getting divorced. A woman can be divorced whether she's willing to be divorced or even against her will. A man is not a divorce unless he has the rutzing to do so, and a man who's a cheresh doesn't have full dasavi to divorce his wife, and since he had gotten married as a bikeach, that's 100% to Iraisa, and right now he's a cherish that's only marriage Jarabanan, he's not able to divorce his wife, which he had married when he was Daraisa. And hey, Rabbi Yechem Gudgedah, Ali Chereshes, Shesi Avia, Rabbi Yechem Gudgedah gave Edis on a Chereshes, whose father had married her off. She Yitzah Beget, she could be divorced with a get. Amrullah, they told him, Avzuki Yitzah this is the same case. Another scenario, Bezach and Chereshin, two brothers, and they're both Chereshin. Nusunli Bezachai's Chereshes, married to two sisters who are Chereshes. Eilishteachai's Pikchais, or two sisters that are Pikchais. Eilishteachai's, Achas Chereshes, Vachas Pikachas, or to two sisters, one of them's a Chereshes, one's a Pikachas, Oi, Bezachai is Chereshes, or two sisters that are Chereshes, Nesuis Shne Achen Pikchen, Oil Shne Achen Chereshen, Oil Shne Achen Echel Chereshe Vechel Bikach. They're married to two brothers, either who are Pikchen, or they're both Chereshen, or one's a Cheresh, one's a Bikach. Hare Elupatis, Menachalitz, Menayibum, they're both Potter from Chalitz and Yibum, Havim Hayna Chereshes. If these two women are not sisters, Yechnoisu, then they can't marry, meaning they could do Yibum, Vermatu Lahaiti, Yaitiu, and if they want to divorce them, they could divorce them. Another scenario, Shne Achen Echel Chereshe Vechel Bikach, we have two brothers, one's a Cheresh, one's a Bikach, Nesuin Shne Achais Pikchais, they're married to two sisters that are Pikchais, Mes Cheresh Baal Bikachas, the Cheresh who's married to the Bikachas, he dies, Mayas Bikach Baal Bikachas, what's the Bikach who's married to the Bikachas supposed to be doing? His sister in law, who's married only Midrabanan, is falling to him. So the answer is Tetzim Shumachais Isha, she goes free because of a Chais Isha. What about Mes Bikach Baal Bikachas? If the Bikach who's married to the Bikachas died, Mayas Cheresh Baal Bikachas, what does the Cheresh who's married to the Bikachas do? He's married to his wife only Midrabanan, he has a sister in law who's falling to him Midairaisa. So Misha tells us, Mighty Ishta Beget, he has to divorce his wife, and his brother's wife is Asa forever. As we said previously, she's bound to him with a Zika da'i raisa, but he's not allowed to do chalitza because he's a cheresh, and he also can't marry her because she's considered achas girushasai. Another case, Shneach and Pichin, Nusul and Shneachais, we have two brothers that are Pichin, they're married to two sisters, Achas chereshes, Vachas bikachas, one's a chereshes, one's bikachas, Mes bikach ba chereshes, the bikach who's married to the chereshes dies, my asa bikach ba bikachas. What about the bikach who's married to the bikachas? What does he do? Tetsim Shemachas Isha, so the chereshes sister in law that's belonged to him, she goes free because she's a chas Isha. Mes bikach ba bikachas, when the bikach ba bikachas dies, my he sends his wife away with a get, and the wife of his brother he sends away with Chalitza. Two brothers. What if the Pikach who's married to the Pikachas dies? What does the Pikach who's married to the Pikachas do? 
and his brother's wife. The Pikachas, she's also forever. Another case, Shneach and two brothers, married to two random women who are not related, and they're Pikachas. Mezcheresh Babikachas, the Cheresh who's the husband of the Pikachas dies, Mayasa Pikach Babikachas, was the Pikach who's married to the Pikachas do, or Chalets, or Miabim, either does Chalits or Yibum. Mez Pikach Babikachas, when the Pikach who's married to the Pikachas dies, Mayasa Cheresh Babikachas, what about the Cheresh who's married to the Pikachas, what does he do? Kainis Venomatzil Oilam, he marries her and he's not a divorcer forever. He marries her because of Zikadai Raisa, but he can't get rid of that Zikadai Raisa because he's a Cheresh, which is only Dirabanon. And yet another case, Shneach and Pechen, Nusulim Bez Nachriyaz, two brothers that are Pechen, and they're married to two random women that are not sisters. Achaz Bikachas, Vachas Cheresh, one's a Pikachas, one's a Cheresh. Mez Pikach Ba Cheresh, the Pikach who's married to the Cheresh dies, Mayas Pikach Ba Pikachas, what does the Pikach who's married to the Pikachas do? Kainas, he can marry that Cheresh, Vimratzal Hotzi, Yotzi, if he wants to divorce her, he's allowed to divorce her. But Mez Pikach Ba Pikachas, if the Pikach who's married to the Pikachas dies, Mayas Pikach Ba Cheresh, what does the Pikach who's married to the Cheresh do? Or Chalitz, or Miabim, he can do Chalitz or Yibim. And with the final case of the Mishnah, Shneach and two brothers, Echach Cheresh Vachach Pikach, one's a Cheresh, one's a Pikach, Nisulim Bez Nachriyas, married to two random women, Achaz Cheresh and Achaz Pikachas, one's a Cheresh, one's a Pikachas, Mez Cheresh Ba Cheresh, the Cheresh who's married to the Cheresh dies, Mayas Pikach Ba Pikachas, was the Pikach who's married to the Pikachas do? Kindness, he marries that Cheresh, from Ratzel Hotzi Yotzi, if he wants to divorce her, he could divorce her. Mez Pikach Ba Pikachas, if the Pikach who's married to the Pikachas dies, Mayas Cheresh Ba Cheresh, was the Cheresh who's married to the Cheresh do? Kindness, Venom Matzil Oilam, he has to marry his sister in law because he's Zika Daraisa, but he's not a divorcer, as we already said. Now the Gemara just says generally, why is it that the Rabbanon say that a Cheresh and Cheresh, they're allowed to get married? Why is it the male and female Shaita are not allowed to get married, even with the Rabbanon? The time you have a Brisa, Shaita Vakatan, Shinesu Nashim, Umesu, Vashaita Rakatan got married, and then they died in Shasa and Peturus and Chalitim Nayibum. Their wives are part of Chalitim and Yibum. Their marriage isn't valid at all, even with the Rabbanon. So the Gemara answers, Cheresh and Cheresh, the Kamata Kata Rabbanon, the Kinul Rabbanon Nisuin, a Cheresh and Cheresh, that this Takana Rabbanon, that they're allowed to get married, is going to be able to be upheld because they're going to be able to have a functional marriage. That's why the Chamim said that they're allowed to get married. Midrabanon, Shaita v'Shaita, the like Chamim to Kanta Drabanon, a male and female Shaita that they're not going to be able to uphold this Takana Drabanon that they're allowed to get married. They ain't Adam Darim Nachash Bekfifa Achas. A person doesn't live with a snake in one box. Like the Kinu Rabanon Nisuin, therefore the Rabanon were not matakin Nisuin for them. We know that a Shaita and a Shaita are not able to have a functional marriage. They're going to end up having to get divorced anyway. So therefore the Chamim never said they're allowed to get married. Even Midrabanon, there's no point. They're not able to have a functional marriage. So the marketing is asking, Mashna Katan do like the Kinu Rabanon Nisuin, v'Cheresh the Kinu Lai Rabanon Nisuin. Why is that a Katan doesn't have a din drabanon that he's allowed to get married, but a cheresh is allowed to get married midrabanon. So the Gemara answers: Cheresh lo asil chalani suin tekin rabanon suin. A cheresh which will never be able to get fully married midaraisa. So therefore, the chamim say he's allowed to get married. Katan do asil chalani suin like tekin rabanon suin. A katan which will eventually be able to get married midaraisa once he becomes a gadol he can get married. So rabanon didn't have to say that we have a drabanon type of marriage for a katan because eventually he'll be able to get married even midaraisa. The Gemara says: A katana do asil chalani suin tekin rabanon suin. A katana will eventually become a gadol. So therefore. She's going to be able to get married midaraisa, and the rabbanon said that if she doesn't have a father, she's allowed to get married midrabbanon. Why they do that? She's going to eventually be able to get married midaraisa. So Gemara says no. The only reason why a katan is allowed to get married when she doesn't have a father, and that's a marriage to midrabbanon, is so that people shouldn't treat her as hefker. Unscrupulous men are going to treat her like a zaina in order for her not to fall into such a situation. We say that she's allowed to get married midrabbanon, even though she will eventually be able to get married midaraisa. So Gemara continues. Why is the katan allowed to do me, and she's just allowed to? Walk out of the marriage, and a Cheresh is not allowed to walk out of the marriage. They're both marriages mid Rabbanon. The Gemara answer is damn kin because if that's really so, meaning if a Cheresh is allowed to do Mion, Kofir Gimel Malaf on the top, Mimni Vlai Nizbila, people are going to hold back and they're not going to get married to a Cheresh because they know that this Cheresh is always allowed to walk out of the marriage whenever she wants until 120 years old. A Katana, they know that they have till her Bas Mitzvah, at her Bas Mitzvah, she's not allowed to do Mion already, so they know they just have to hold on tight to this marriage for a couple of years and then they can be rest assured.
that she's not allowed to do miyun after she becomes bas mitzvah. But Chereshes would always be allowed to do miyun, and no one's going to want to marry Chereshes. Therefore, the Chomim say Chereshes is allowed to get married, but she's not allowed to do yibum. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with more differences between a katana and a Chereshes. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.